Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. As always, I'm joined live in the studio by my man, George, or as I like to refer to him, Los Georges. You want to know why? Because the guy handles a lot of stuff in there. He's making sure all the production engineering and an increasingly large amount of chit to my chat gives us a groove that is satiny smooth. Of course, every show centers around what? Yeah, damn right, baby. Attitude of gratitude. So thank you to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world. Oh, yeah. Hope everybody had a good week out there. Hope you're having a great day. Lots and lots of stuff to get to today. Got up bright and early this morning. I had to take my car into Precision Auto Works. Pompano Beach, Florida. Those are the people that take care of me. God bless Dave for being there at 816 this morning and helping me out. Got the brakes done. There's nothing better than hearing your mechanic go, she's 100% when you leave the place. There's an Iran nuke deal that took place today, and guess what? The Republicans are against it, and it's got nothing to do with Iran or nukes. It also has nothing to do with the state of Israel. Also, it looks like the uh, brand-new Greek president had to bail out on his campaign promises in order to accept a bailout. And guess what? I've got a new man crush. I do. I do. I have a new man crush. It's on my boy Donnie. I love Donnie. He's not Don. He's not Donald. He's not Mr. Trump. When you love him with the kind of inner soul that that just that, oh, I can't help myself he's just Donnie to me and you want to know why because I'm a little bit rock and roll and he's a whole lot of freaking wacko <laughs> and needless to say that's all going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest most diverse groove anywhere I've also got some uh, corrections from last week apparently in NASCAR it's not yellow white checker it's green white checker shows how much i know about nascar riding also my boy george over here his show is not from three to five on fridays is it no negative no. big duke six it's from 12 to three on fridays i've got a drive groove set that i put together today 
was one of the greatest versions of Hocus Pocus by Focus ever recorded. I've got an all-queen set that features the original band surrounded by the latest Latifah version of Queen. Not to mention a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just past 3 o'clock right now in the only Hollywood that matters anymore, which is Hollywood, Florida, where it is coming down in buckets out here on Hollywood Boulevard. Just started raining. and Lord knows we need the rain. Just past 9 o'clock on the Big On of Hawaii. Just past 8 o'clock at night. Live St. Nuns in the Blessed Plot. And yeah, they may not have any, any drachma out there, but they can still get their groove on. It's just past 10 in Greece. They're broke. Told you. That's what happens when you set your retirement age at 45 and give out pensions out the yin-yang, pal. Oh, we love it. Lots of groove to get to. My man Ivy's got the sunglasses on. His finger is twitching on the mouse. Y'all about ready? Lord knows I am. Y'all stick around and saddle up. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
straight razor and surviving. Transmission 11, received 68, December 30, 0500 hours, Sector King, Zulu King. But we must kill them. We must incinerate them. Pig after pig. Cow after cow. Village after village. Army after army. And they call me an assassin. What do you call it? When the assassins accuse the assassin. They lie. They lie and we have to be merciful for those who lie. Those nabobs.
That's how you get a show started, baby. D-Light, say ah. Before that, C2B3. That is kind of an, a uh, different version of Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains with Les Claypool, Buckethead, uh, Bernie Worrell uh, from uh, Palm Funkadelic. That was Thai Noodles. Before that, little clip from Apocalypse Now. Having seen the snail slide along the edge of a straight razor, those napalms, I do hate them. Kicking off the show, of course, the Sonics have love, will travel. As I stated last week, the only band that should still be playing after 50 years is that band. And, that, and the reason why, they sound just as good now as when they recorded that. Their new album, absolutely phenomenal. Kicked off the show this week with a bit of a kind of a, a head fake there. Supposed to go in right into the uh, music and then talking over. It started off with Genesis from uh, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. It's the second part of Fly on a Windshield, one of my favorite groups of lyrics ever written by Peter, Peter Gabriel. And that album, uh, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, probably, in my opinion, one of the ten best studio-produced albums prior to 1980. And then after that, I did a little bit of Master Ace, Born to Roll. So... Lots of stuff to get to this week. Some of the stuff that I, that I noticed, we were just talking about this. For one thing, Bloom County is back. Burke Brethren's back. Yeah. That's absolutely, with the election coming up, you know, he literally was probably inspired by Trump because that's like the first thing in the comic strip. And now David Letterman showed up at uh, some show in San Antonio. It was the uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short thing. And he did a top 10 things for, for uh, Donald coming back. The Donnie fan club. The Donnie fan club. I, I, uh, I love him. What else happened this week? Well, El Chapo managed to uh, get out, and then, of course, you know what that means. That means that on AMC and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be seeing a constant rotation of Shawshank Redemption and The Fugitive. Those are the two movies <laughs> they're going to be playing back to back, just like they did when those guys escaped from Danamora. So you know, get your swirl on there. A friend of mine was trying to figure out the. Uh, Say what Deneo, Raquel Welch connection, why he wanted to go. We haven't figured that part out. Also, it looks like there's a company that actually wants to, and I, I just, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it was going to piss me off the minute it did, and it did happen, and now it's pissed me off. They want to drill for oil in the Everglades. Yeah, I saw that. I, seriously. How, you know, is there no place these people aren't willing to stick a straw in order to fatten their wallets? Shut up, commie. Why do you hate America? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. that's kind of the response I'm going to yeah. be taking. I remember telling somebody a couple years ago, you know, that eventually these drill baby drill people are going to want to go to the Everglades. Yeah. And a, and a friend of mine literally said, well, there's a Derek out there now. It doesn't really bother me. I'm like, it doesn't bother you now. 50 years from now, when there's a hundred of them and no wildlife left in the only place where you get fresh and, and see one of the... They, they want to drill there. And a friend of mine wrote that... Go ahead. No, I well, can't run my car on wildlife. What, what, what's the mileage on a heron? <laughs> there you go. That's it. That alligator meat when you when you break it down into a liquefied form. We'll see how that goes. A lot of bite, not a lot of not a lot of speed. They're built for bite, not speed. <laughs> Seriously, though, that I. How is it possible you can actually? They they wanted to do something in uh, Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon National Park too. Is there no, no place no. these people won't fucking try and siphon what's left of this world? And that's it. And they're, these are the same people, I guarantee. The exact same group of people are like, you know, we've got an $18 trillion debt that we're going to be handing down to our children and grandchildren. It's just going to be stifling. Yeah, like, you know, basically draining the freaking planet won't, won't have a bad enough effect. You think you care about money? Where do you care about money and you have no way to get to it? 
Okay? I don't want to hear about drill, baby, drill. There's an airplane that just flew for five straight days on solar power. Yeah. From Japan to Hawaii on solar power. You know, we're right there, folks. Yep. Mustang's doing 174 and two 400-volt batteries. We're right there. It takes will. We need the damn will. I literally, when I saw that, my eyeballs popped out of my mouth. I'm like, what kind of group is going to come and do that? And and a friend of mine was like, you know, nobody's even going to say anything about it. Yeah? Hey, people that want to drill out there, fuck you. That's what I got to say about it. There was no whispering here. We don't whisper here. Okay? There is no whispering. What, what are you trying to say? I'm trying <laughs> to say that there will be no whispering, particularly on a subject as relevant as this. Do we really have to drill the Everglades? This all has to do with oil. This has to do with the... And later on, we're going to talk about the, the Iran nuke deal. And let me just let you in on a secret. It has nothing to do with nuclear power, their ability to get nuclear power. is I'm a huge Zionist. Okay? And I think that Netanyahu is talking at the side of his fucking ass. You don't like their things? Do what you do last time. Fly your jets in and bomb them. Saudi Arabia doesn't like it. Fifth largest military budget in the world. Let yeah. them take care of it. Okay? This is about 30, billion, 30 million barrels of oil sitting in reserve. That's what this is about. Yeah. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. I'll explain to you why every Republican who says they're against the deal is lying to you about the reason they're against the deal. Lots and lots of music. I want to give a special shout-out to my gal Dye this week. She had a bad week. She pinched a nerve, which threw off her back. So she had to get some prednisone. I don't even know what that is, but she was telling me that... Yeah, it's a steroid. Yes, that's what she Good said. Good stuff. Yeah, that's what that's also... She said eventually it'll make <laughs> her feel better. Yeah. She, she's also got some stuff on the home front that is basically anything but fun and easy. Die, you are tougher than whatever in God's name is getting thrown at you. Hang in there. I'm on Team D. Because I know she's got that. I got a special song going out there. It's Maceo Parker. I love this stuff. This is a live version of Got to Get You. I've, I was listening to a ton of Maceo Parker and Fred Wesley, who were the saxophonist and trombone player from James Brown's horn section. And after James Brown, they, they left that band. They have gone on to create some amazing, amazing, amazing funk groove music. Fred Wesley does a lot of work with Grey Boy All-Stars and has also done some work with Carl Denson's Tiny Universe and these kinds of bands. And this is all stuff I've played here before and will no doubt play again. But Maceo Parker is a legend. This is this is a man, he's in that, that rarefied category, that Bootsy Collins, you know, that category of people, that, that Clinton category, that it's just so funky, they move in next door to you and your lawn dies. Okay, that's just pure funk. This is a live version that I found. And Di, I know you're going to love this. Big horn section in there. And just funky, groovalicious stuff. It's Maceo Parker on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Turtles. 
That absolutely is the way you get it done. Funkalicious, groovist Maximus. That is Maceo Parker doing a live version of Got to Get Ya. Going out to my gal die out there. Still lots and lots of stuff to get to today. Well, Greece, you got to love them. Their president campaigned, the guy who's now the president, campaigned saying that he would not uh, let austerity take place. He wouldn't let Germany come in and impose austerity on Greece. This is a country with a 45-year-old retirement age. 89% of its taxes go unpaid. Say what you will about Americans. We recognize the fact that paying our taxes, for the most part, supposedly, goes to infrastructure. It goes to sure. something we want. You know, we need an army. We need policemen. We need roads. We need trains. So we pay these taxes. By and large, we're actually pretty good about it here in America as compared to most other countries. Um, but I was saying, you know, this is now their third bailout, which makes them the Donald Trump of Europe. People... He, they keep failing, and people keep giving him money, saying he'll get it right the next time. So you know, he basically bailed out on, you know, on no austerity. The guy went in there, he got elected on one particular campaign promise, and then when reality set in, he went, "Oops, forget about that." Which brings us to the reality of Mario Cuomo's great statement that we campaign in poetry, but we govern in prose. And the Greeks are finding that shit out right now because they've been living high on the hog when Germany's dying, much the same way Mississippi and Alabama live. Well, however, on the hog, they live on Connecticut's dime. And 5% of Connecticut's income goes to pay for those Those people, <laughs> those people out there. Yes. And then there's the Don. We love the Don. I have a crush on Donnie. I love Donnie. We can't wait. We've been talking about this a little bit. We cannot wait. For the first debate, when he gets up there and bitch slaps, you know, the nine other Republican candidates. And the best thing is, is that what he's doing right now is pissing off all the Republicans because he's calling them out on what they are. And the quote, right. that, I, the quote that I got this week, this is the best one from Donald Trump. This is, if this doesn't make you fall in love with, the, with Donnie, I don't know what will. He said, and this is paraphrasing, I can't believe I'm tied. Yeah, he, that was the thing. There was the, uh, the new polls came out. And in one of the polls, he was effectively tied with yes. Jeb Bush. This is Donald Trump. You know, he's like he's like the Herman Cain du jour. <laughs> you know, he's the he's the uh, what's her name from Minnesota? You know, du jour. And he said, "I can't believe I'm tied with Bush." I mean, he's the worst. Of course, he's got the Bush name to contend with right now, and that's not the greatest. So he had a little sympathy on Jeb because of his last name. But we love Donald. I'm, I'm all about him, and I said to you earlier, and I'm pretty sure you agree with me, that he's not running for president. This isn't something that he does in search of an occupation. This is a hobby. Sure. It's, it's you know, it's sure. You, you know, it's a hobby for him. Why not? What's he got to lose? The Miss USA cunt? Give me a fucking break. Reels picked it up. That's how important it is. The Reels channel. And those are the guys that did that really bad Kennedy thing. So, yeah. who cares? Yeah, but I, I have a crush on Donnie now. I, I love him. I love Donnie. I, I, I think Mexicans are rapists. I think that, um, you know, these uh, these cities, what do, what do we call them now? Sanctuary cities. Oh, yeah, yeah. That bad. Sanctuary bad. Sure, yeah. She could sell sanctuary, but <laughs> Donnie ain't buying. That's right, baby. Tell the cult to stick it where the sun don't shine, which is probably probably between Donnie's ears now that I think about it. But yeah, we I love him and he is I cannot wait for this first debate. I really can't. I can't wait for this guy to get on stage and basically say whatever the hell he wants. These people that's the one thing that people I think are finding 
You know, forget about his message, this anti-immigrant bullshit that he's got going on. I mean, we are a nation of immigrants. You, you know, you don't like immigration? How do you think the freaking Indians feel? Do you know? We're all Johnny-come-latelys to these people. But he's going to be a lot of fun when he calls people out and just says stuff that nobody, you know, all these other people have to be so contrite with their words because they really do believe they've got a shot at the presidency. Not so much the Donnie. Funny. Not so much Donnie. I'm a little bit rock and roll, and he's a little bit cuddly. <laughs> he is. I want. You know, they've been making Don Don Trump pinatas. I want a Donnie yeah. Trump teddy bear. Uh, blow up doll. Maybe. Blow up doll. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Tony and Donnie sitting oh, in a tree. That's right. <laughs> and he gets no tongue. But you know, Donnie's my guy. Uh, he's going to tell it like it is. I swear to God. I have a newfound love for this guy because he is literally soaking us, just sucking out the oxygen. Sure. You know? And the best thing is, is everybody talks about how he's sucking out the oxygen, and then they go on to do a half-hour story on him. Well, he says something outrageous, and then everybody turns to the Republican candidate next to him and says, and you feel differently, right? And they say, yeah. He's literally calling right. them. Sure. He's li- I wrote down that he's literally leading them where they wanted to go anyway, which is anti-immigrant, right. anti-everybody. Yeah. Small government unless Screw I can profit you. from it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, we all love small government until it gets in the way of me making some freaking dough. At which point I want the government to be as large as is practicable for my wallet, I guess. But, you know, he's he's saying what all the Republicans want to say. But when he calls them out, I'm this is it's going to be must see television. That first debate where it's only the top 10, I think it's going to be New Hampshire. I don't know when it is. But the other thing is, is that we're not getting the best humor right now because it's the summer. So Colbert doesn't start till September. Right. Everybody else has been on break. Everybody takes these huge breaks. Bill Maher's been on break. John Oliver just got back. Basically, didn't mention it at all. But you know, all these guys are on break. When they come back, it is going to be a cavalcade of Trump-based humor. I mean, as I said, yo, this is right about now. It's when Letterman and John Stewart are like, man, I should have stuck around because he's just. It's just too easy. We'll we'll wait. Yeah, It'll give us something to look forward to. The Absolutely, new fall season. You know, yeah, right. The new fall season, Trump on C C span, right? The C span Trump. We're gonna love that action. All kinds of other stuff to get to. I I can't get over my man crush on Donnie though. It's so hard. I wonder if they have a Pez dispenser. Donald the Donnie Pez, Trump Pez. You know, Pez they've got a Pez dispenser for freaking for everything. Everything, everything now. right? Everything is a Pez dispenser. I just actually flicking through the channel, saw the Pez dispenser Seinfeld. You know, he's yeah. sitting there with a <laughs> piano player. The timing on that's pretty good. I've got an interesting set coming up here. I wanted to do uh, some Queen Latifah. I've been listening to a bunch of stuff, and I also wanted to listen to some Queen. And one of the things that got me to thinking about Queen was this: was the guitar player Brian May commenting on Rod Stewart who had gone up to Canada for the seal kill and got himself a brand new seal skin coat. Okay. You know, they they you know, they club baby seals to death. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they yeah. can make a coat. All day long. And Brian May is, you know, the other side of that coin. He's the uh, the total vegan, anti don't do anything bad to animals whatsoever. I don't care if I'm at the top of the food chain and, and that's fine. I'm a member of the You Kill It I Grill It Club. So if you need a baby <laughs> seal for a coat, just let me get the meat. You know, make some seal steaks. I got no problem. Man. Remember, if it didn't squeal it ain't a meal. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, in any event. So it got me started thinking about Queen. That's that's how I wound up with Queen. I got this thing about Rod Stewart, then another thing about Brian May, and I thought, hey, I haven't played any Queen yet. So I went to a bunch of the early albums. I, you know, after Sheer Heart Attack, there's nothing for me there. So I went to I listened to Queen One, Two, and and Sheer Heart Attack, and 
came up with uh, Seven Seas of Rye, which is a dynamite song. I mean, absolutely kick-ass song. But I'm going to be surrounding it by a little Queen Latifah. And you want to know why? Because it's the groove of Donna. We can do stuff like this. Find another station that's going to play Queen Latifah, The Sonics, Queen, and... Manu Dibongo, which we got coming up later on. Yeah. And I know you are. Just for me. I know. I know. And for me. Okay. And for the Grooveteers out there. Because you know why? It's a groovy-ass song. It really yes, it is a groovy-ass song. For right now, I've got a queen, queen, queen set for all you queen lovers and queens out there. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
Let's start the show off sisters and go look alive. The queen Latifah, the king of 45, bringing a mixture, a pure flavor. I make beats, she write rhymes, so I gave her a sample sound. Then she added a compound word. This is for those who haven't heard a king and queen combine minds to trample those who oppose us. Here's an example. You thought the king and queen is on the set The competition's petty and ready to step To the first one, go ahead and rehearse one I hope you don't know, you sound like the worst one Rhymes are smoking, concentration can't be broken Queen Latifah's outspoken, use your imagination Picture this, any male or female rapper trying to diss Hip for excitement and enticement When my competitors killed, I go build with my enlightenment Teach the youth, feed the needy Confident and descendant of Queen Nefertiti The mother of civilization Will rise like the cream and still build a strong foundation Secondary but necessary to reproduce And I like the fact that I'm black and I don't lack Queen Latifah's giving you a piece of my mind A rhyme spoken by a feminine teacher Rhymes are to employ, no time for slimy toys I'm steady and stable and my label is Hollywood Back by the unit produced by the king Confess you're impressed with the style that we bring For the hip-hop patience This is a king and queen creation Technician Musical musician, I'm stating facts, strictly not fiction. And hip hop, you wonder who's the trouble most. Creativity, you get a double dose. I can't stop me, no, I put you to a test. The rhymes of Romeo, the beats of Juliet. Which how they blend this makes me a hard one. Persevere, I'm here, gives hard one. Strength producer, I sent you an ultimatum. Hardcore worldwide, it's how I take them. I rock, never hyperventilate. Oh, this guitar can use a commercial break. 45 King teacher marks my alias. It takes a ton of MCs to prevail against me. Just listen, I'm unstoppable. You want a mission? This one's impossible. Beats rock all night with no curfew. My talent's advanced, you have a clue. How I'll do it, the smoothest, loopiest spirit. If this outfits, I wear it. Many attempts was made, none was recognized. 45 King set sound personified. I'm going to run the random check. Find out who's next. You're pretty good. But not quite a legend yet Studio mixer, I got the formula It's every man for himself I'm warning ya, it's my domain Just ask my chauffeur My wife's equipped everything from a boot to a sofa On time, it's a usual act Can't wait to beat out a 45 studio track I'm into rap, with no urge to sing I'm DJ Mark, 45, 45, king of swing Latifah doing it up there. King and Queen creation. That's off of All Hail the Queen. Queen Latifah's first release. I had that one in the jukebox at Tappa Cake for like years, man. What a great CD. For that Queen, Seven Seas of Rye. That is from Queen 2. The first two albums, Queen 1 and Queen 2. And kicking off that set, yeah, Queen Latifah, the Queen of Royal Badness. It felt like doing an all-Queen set there. I hadn't gotten around to Queen Latifah. I had done the Moni Love. I had done all this other stuff. So I get up this morning. I had to get up very early this morning for me. I was up at five minutes to seven. 
So that's a bit early for me. I'm normally not right. a 7 a.m. ride. When I was in Hawaii, I was up 5.30 in the morning because why not? But I had to get up early because I had to go to Precision Auto Works. I had to have the brakes done. I had to have new pads put on and stuff like that. And so I got up in time to see President Obama come out with Vice President Joe Biden at 7 o'clock. Pretty much like 7 o'clock on the dot, I think. And they announced that there is a new um, deal with Iran concerning their nuclear weapons, uh, their nuclear, you know, their ability to produce nuclear stuff and nuclear weapons. And also, there's a lot of other stuff at play here. And what happened was the president gave the speech, and right after it on, um, I think it was Morning Joe on MSNBC, they had Senator Cotton from, I believe it's Oklahoma, um, whatever he is. And without having read the deal or knowing what's in it, he's against it. Okay. Okay. Now, we all we all know why he's against it, because if this goes through, this is a big deal um, as far as legacy is concerned for President Obama, and they'll be damned if they're going to let him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not happening on their watch. If he's for it, they're against it. You know, cancer, cancer bad. No, yeah. cancer good. Oxygen. Yeah. Oxygen, absolutely. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I was thinking about was uh, some of the comments later on on Fox, and they were talking about, you know, Iran, right? And, and this is very complicated stuff. First things first, okay, this is pretty much the same deal that the Bush administration wanted, okay, back in 2007, but Iran wouldn't come to the table. Okay. They didn't right. show. They, yeah. They, yeah. They literally didn't show up at the table. This was pretty much mm. what what President Bush and Condoleezza Rice had in mind back in 2006 and 2007 when they were trying to get them to the table. Of course, this was while we were still involved, you know, with their neighbors, Iraq, and there was that whole thing going on. And so now we've been at the negotiating table for Lord knows how long. And they finally got it's about a 100 page agreement. And we're not the only players in the world. Okay, we need to understand that Russia's involved here. China's involved here. Um, you've got the European uh, nations as well. The other nuclear powers are Germany, France, and England, I think. those are. It was the five plus one. So it's Germany, England, France, China, Russia, and us. And uh, China's the plus one, I believe. Either China or Russia is the plus one. One of those, one of those two godless communist countries is the plus one in this, this picture. Now... Some of these countries, there, there are different vested interests here, and I think it's important for everybody to understand what people are looking for here. Now, you've got Netanyahu screaming at the top of his lungs that this is a yeah, terrible wow. deal. You know, you know that any deal with Iran is going to be a bad deal. It, okay. Sure. Other than nuking them, he likes that deal. Right. Yeah, that or nice. blowing up their nukes. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. good enough. He doesn't have to nuke them. He just has to get rid of their nukes. Well, I'm sure he would. You know. I'm sure, I'm sure he oh, would. Oh, there's some spillover. And, and it should be pointed out that I'm a hardcore Zionist. We are 5 million surrounded by 500 million who wish to see us dead. Mm. So I think Israel should be able to do whatever it wants to protect itself. I got no problem with any of this stuff. And, you know, these countries, um, France and Russia in particular, want to be able to uh, sell arms to Mm. Iran again. And this is part of the deal about them being able to buy regular domestic arms because they are one of the world's largest sponsors of terror okay. okay okay them and the other one of course is our partner saudi arabia sure yeah our buddies our buddies our buddies sure our, i think we'll keep them why they have the largest known oil reserves in the world hey that's a good reason but you know what iran's got right now 30 billion 
30, excuse me, 30 million, 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 30 million barrels of crude oil. Yeah. You dump that on the market. And let's just remember here that this is a global market. Mm -hmm. And what the Europeans really want more than anything is to be able to not have to buy their oil from Russia. They want Russia out of the picture. Okay. That's their goal here. If Iran dumps 30 million barrels of oil onto the open market, the price is going to go down, yeah. which is good. Oh, yeah. Okay. For us. For us. It's good for all of us, except for, hold on, wait, mm-hmm. there's there's a small group of people that don't want this to go through. Right. Okay. And they're called Republicans. And the reason is, is they have a vested interest in two very big industries. One is oil and the other is mm. war. Right. Okay. These are the hawks that don't want any deal because why talk about something and negotiate it with somebody when you can simply blow their fucking heads off? Mm-hmm. You know, just because you happen to be the biggest, baddest dog on a block doesn't mean that, that your owner should leave the gate open at all times so you can attack every passerby. Right. Okay. So Republicans love the oil industry. They just freaking love it. Yeah. And what I heard on uh, Fox this morning was, you know, when they dump this oil, what about the oil industry here? And my response to that was what I told you earlier, which was, fuck the oil industry. You're yeah. two million, and I'm talking about every person who works, and I mean even the clerk who works at your local Chevron station. Does you, sorry, pal, time to get a new job because the, yes, yes, pump because, electrons, whatever, <laughs> pump anything. But the two million people who are going to have less work or no work doesn't compare to me to the three hundred million people right. who will be able to get there. Will not only be able to get to where they're going cheaper, but everything gets cheaper. Everything gets everything cheaper. because the X factor in all goods yes. is transportation. Right. Not to mention our electric bill. Well, the electric everything. no electric runs off oil anymore. Less than one percent of the United States electricity actually runs off of oil per se. Oil has no effect whatsoever on our nation's energy. About that, I know it for a fact. All right, because okay. Hawaii. Does it, Hawaii and Alaska, ironically, are the two states that run it because that's the hardest place to get coal to. Okay. Coal is 50% of our oil, of our energy right now. Okay. Oil is like 0.7% nationally of what produces electricity in this country. You eliminate oil from our electric grid and it won't have any effect. Literally none. Literally right. none. And now Hawaii is getting smarter because they have the – I used to live in the poorest, least populated district in Hawaii, the Kau district. They had the highest – per kilowatt electric rates in the United States of America. And what they're doing now in Hawaii is they're getting smart. They're starting to not only do high, uh, lots and lots of uh, solar and wind power, but they're doing geothermal because it's one big volcano. Excellent. So they're harnessing geothermal stuff out there. But they're the only place that really uses oil for that. But everybody else uses it to get from point A to point B, except for the people in that airplane that used, you know, solar power. Right, you know, or the people in the yeah. Mustang, or the people in the Mustang that had the two four hundred volt batteries where the car went to one hundred seventy four miles an hour, they weren't using oil. Right, but everybody else in the world basically does. And what Republicans really don't like about this is that it saps away two of their greatest industries, which is the military industrial complex, yep. and oil. They love oil. They want to drill in the Everglades, mm-hmm. and they're concerned that the price is going to go down now. I can't speak for 401k holders who are concerned that part of their IRAs and 401ks is in the oil sector. Mm-hmm. I guess we would call right. it the sector. Time to divest. Do it now. Absolutely. The Rockefellers did. Sure. Completely divested yeah. themselves of oil. My mm-hmm. pride swelleth over. Mm-hmm. They invented the oil industry, and yep. now they have done what? 
progressed. Yep. They have progressed. And Republicans haven't. These are the most backward-looking bunch of douchebags who mm-hmm. don't mind strawing, yep. you know, just pop a straw right. anywhere in and there. Whatever. These are the flat earthers. Absolutely. Science, bad. Yeah. Progress, bad. And what we're going to find now is people, anytime you hear one of these senators, okay, yammering about how this is a bad deal for Israel, you know he's lying. Israel, mm-hmm. trust me, can take care of itself. Yeah. Lord knows we've given him enough money and guns. And like I said, I'm a Zionist. I love Israel. I think that I got no problem with ISIS taking over a large part of Iraq because we should just get out of there and then see what happens when they actually sure. have to run the country. Right. The problem right. the problem with, you know, with uh, the Palestinian territories. You know what happens when you elect a terrorist organization like Hamas or Hezbollah to run your country? What you wind up with is a bunch of people who only know how to be terrorists and don't know how to run a country. I'm pretty sure ISIS is kind of the same thing. These guys are great for a little while. They're going to give jobs and and fluff everybody up. And then people are going to want to do things like, you know, eat food. They're going to want, you know, sanitation, transportation, infrastructure. These guys have no clue about that. They know how to destroy things, which kind of puts them on par with a lot of the new Republicans who seek to destruct, not sure. construct. And they'll implode. They, you know, they, they, they subjugate the women and everything. These systems are doomed to fail anyway. Okay, and we've got – the thing is is that these systems that are doomed to fail, all these systems right now are sitting on huge stockpiles of oil. And China now uses, you know, tons and tons of oil. And one of the other things I noticed about the war industry just flopping back and forth, Japan has had a law in place basically since 1945 where their arms manufacturers are actually not allowed to sell military equipment to non-Japanese countries. That just changed about a year ago. And um, they're now selling technology. They're allowed to sell technology and arms around the world. And they're letting people know it. There's an article in the New York Times about this. You know, you don't pay attention to these little things about who wants to sell military equipment. The other thing I noticed was when the Iran nuke deal, the Iran nuke negotiations were really starting to become come into the the forefront of the news this a couple of months ago i started seeing an increase in commercials on the news channels for um northrop grumman mm-hmm. boeing country you know companies that are um basically tied into the military industrial complex because without it they don't make a living these people don't want to deal i've never understood why certain groups of people feel that violence as an initial means to conflict resolution is going is the be all and end all it's sure. a negotiation and people are like we didn't get what we wanted no, we got a lot of what we wanted they have to get rid of 98 percent of their centrifuges mm-hmm. they're going to have u.n inspections which means the iaea the, the international you know atomic yeah whatever agency they're going to be in there these things are the uh the stuff that we put on Iran, the, um, you know, where they can't get the anything. Sanctions. The sanctions that we yeah. put on Iran. They can be reimposed literally right. like that. Yeah. We can we can do anything we want at any time with them. This is a good deal. It's a good deal for everybody except merchants of war right. and salesmen of oil. Other than that, it's good. And you know what? Can we trust them? No. <laughs> we can't trust them. 
But you know what? We don't have to. We don't have to. We've got other people. Well, we do. We have to trust them a little bit, and we have to. But, you know, Reagan got one thing right. Trust but verify. Sure. There you go. Trust but verify. Trust but verify. Sure. Okay. And at seven, you know, literally, it couldn't have been three minutes after President Obama finished the speech that this guy, Cotton, came on. It's a bad deal. Really? You know that before you read it, did you? Sure. You know, it's bad because he put in place. It's bad because the oil companies and arms manufacturers that contribute to this guy's campaign and will no doubt hire him as a lobbyist the minute he gets out of office. No question. All right. This is the thing. Eric Holder, six Mm -hmm. years, prosecuted nobody. He's going to be a lobbyist again. Motherfucker. Guy's a freaking Democrat. Uh Uh-huh. What is it? We were talking about this earlier. I think that it should be if you get elected to be a representative or a senator, once you are out of office, there should be a 10-year moratorium. At least. Uh, yeah. No, 10 years is enough. 10 years is enough. I, I'm 10 is okay. Okay. What I can't stand is guys coming right out of there mm-hmm. and going into a job that pays sure. 10 times. It's like Congress has become a stepping stone to a more financially beneficial career to these sure. people. So... They're going to – the oil industry is going to be all over this. Pay attention to this nuke deal because now it's 60 days. Congress used to have 30 days to approve these international treaties. But, of course, with this one, because it's got Obama's name on it and a legacy attached, they wanted to make it 60 so they could basically lambaste it for no reason without having read it. I want to – I can't wait to have somebody ask one of these jack-offs you know, a specific question about the treaty itself or the proposed treaty itself and have him humming a humming a humming his way through the entire – interview because he never read it he's against it on principle what that principle is i have no idea from what i can tell if obama's for it they're against it okay Mm -hmm. and they also think that this is going to help them with jews okay and it's not it's not going to help them with jews it really isn't trust me when i tell you this okay the jews that i know are democrat or republican and they're not changing because of this right they're not changing okay i'm telling you this straight up like i said I believe in Israel's right to exist, and anybody who wants to threaten them, I believe that Netanyahu can push a button, and they can blow up whoever they want. Fine. Terrific. Huge army there. Huge army in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. It's their problem. It is their problem. It's their problem, and we're trying to solve it, and Republicans don't like that. All the way around, by the way. All the neighbors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Syria, all of them. They're the ones that are going to have to deal with that. So they have way more of an interest. Right, in I like the fact know. that yeah, Iran is, you know, supporting terrorism in Syria. Right. Like, like, like Syria needs somebody to help them support terrorism. Well, isn't isn't Assad doing that plenty well on his sure. own? You got you got Turkey and all the stands, you know. All, oh all yeah, and everything's men- a stand. Not to mention Europe, you know, Uzbekistan and all this. Absolutely, uh, whose fault it is if, in the first if, place if, because they went in right. there as colonial countries, and then when colonial powers, then when they got kicked out, just drew lines. Sure. You know, yeah, there you go. Very here's arbitrary. A box here. Who cares on what's on what side of the line? Now you know why we got problems. Right. If Iran has fault. the ability to nuke anybody, it ain't going to be us. No. So not. let the people that are within nuke range deal these Absolutely. And, and I've, I've said this to you before. I mean, I, I think that we can't be completely xenophobic and, and shut off the rest of the world and say we don't care what happens over there. Because what happens over there increasingly does matter what ha- over sure. here. They're going, if we let, if we don't pay attention, they'll develop something where they can push a button and nuke us over here. And try, you know, that's going to happen one way or the other. Progress can't be stopped you want to turn back the hands of time good luck superman was only able to do one day's worth and he had to fly around the earth like fifty thousand times yeah i know i didn't know he could do that i didn't know he could do that either but if you think you can turn it back even further than that you know good luck pal and you can't okay 
to say that you're against this deal without knowing what's in it, but strictly from an economic point of view, has to be the most Looney Tune thing ever. Because from an economic point of view, this deal is phenomenal yeah. for America. It is great for us. The all the oil companies are already looking to go in there, and none of them are American. It's all the it's British Petroleum, Royal mm-hmm. Dutch Shell. Um, I think it's Odell is the French, uh, the big French oil company. But those guys are going to be in there like that. They're already, they can't wait to get their hands on some Iranian oil, baby. They just want to swim in it, drown in it, stuff like that. And they're going to, they're doing it because they don't want to have to deal with Russia anymore. Okay. We seem to free, you know, and and anybody here who thinks that we, we should cut these people off and just drill more here. You know, if that's what you want, fine. But get used to $6 a gallon gas. That's what it'll be. Every gallon of oil produced in this country costs 75 to $100 to drill out of the ground. In Saudi Arabia, it's between 10 and 17 They've just got more of it and do it better than we do for whatever reason. Probably because, you know, the House of Saud can enslave people. But, you know, look, you don't like terrorism? Stop using oil. Sure. This is all about oil. None of these congressmen or senators give a shit what happens, okay, as far yeah, as the Iran. Right. They don't care. The Israel thing is a, as you would a MacGuffin. Call it, a MacGuffin, yeah. that's yeah. the word. It's a MacGuffin. I give a shit. There's, you know, I care. I care what happens to the Hebrew University in Jerusalem for any number of personal reasons. I care what happens over there. My friends were just there. I had friends of mine, Roger and Daphna. They were just there with, with their daughter, you know, who got by mitzvah out there and took a bunch of great pictures. And then he stopped off in Paris on the way home. I was like, perfect. You went to the land of land of Semitism and the land of anti-Semitism all in one trip. Well done, son. So if you pay attention to this Iran nuke thing, pay attention to who's talking about it, particularly the candidates. Okay? They're gonna have to come out and say something. You can't stay silent on a deal this big mm-hmm. and and still say that you want to be the leader of the United States of America, the commander-in-chief, the leader of the free world, and the president of this country. You can't say that that's the job you want to hold and want us to elect you for and then not have an opinion on this that is detailed, detailed, because the next president is going to have to be the guy looking over this. Right. All right? And I don't think that President Obama wants his legacy to be the shittiest deal ever. Okay? Clinton's been dealing with that with NAFTA. Yeah. You know, not to mention a bunch of other things. I'll tell you what else I spotted this week that we're going to have to talk about. McCain and somebody else are put put a bill out. Nobody nobody reported on this. I literally caught out the blink of my eye on a site somewhere. They are trying to reinstate Glass-Steagall. Okay. Which we love. Yes. Which would make banks go back to, you know, you you can't invest with with people's money. And we're seeing that's coming back again. Good. Okay. They – that we hope Glass-Steagall is, but I'll tell you what's coming back right now is the exact opposite. All those – you know, banks that screwed us over, mm-hmm. you know, nary six, seven years ago. I know it's so long ago. I could, it's like a blur in my mind how we, you know, how the the, the economy cratered. Yeah. I can barely remember it except for, you know, the 50,000 documentaries that have an accurate reprisal of it all. And we've apparently forgotten about that. And so now they're, they're doing all kinds of new derivatives and they're condensing themselves even more to become too big to fail with your money. Yeah, I know. Your money, my money. Wow. If you've got money in a bank, banks are investing it on wild speculation. Not that much. Not that much. <laughs> right. If you want what's in my account to play a little Wall Street-based yeah. pie-gal poker. I can do without it. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, you know what? I could just barely do it out. I'm serious. Is that the rule of gambling? Only gamble with what 
What you, you can afford, afford to lose? Yeah, that's, but that's, that's the beauty. <laughs> the beauty of banks these days is they 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 invest your money, and what they do is they they get to keep the profits, but somebody else has to pay for the losses. Yeah, what a great system! I know it's that's absolutely nice. perfect. Heads I win, tails you lose. So pay attention to what the candidates are saying about this Iran nuke oil thing, okay? Because they're not going to talk about oil unless they, you know, the the first person who says this is bad for the oil industry, right off the bat, they're lying. Okay, because the oil industry is global. This is not about the American oil industry. The American oil industry is just a small, teeny little piece of a global market that we do not control. Okay, anytime somebody says I can, anytime a president says I can get gas to and pick a number, he's lying Mm -hmm. flat out. It's a lie. That's it. He has zero effect. Nothing. And I say that as somebody used to trade crude oil. So. I know where I speak in this instance. You never saw the president come down to the crude pit, baby. Unless he's got his own badge, he ain't controlling jack squat. Okay, unless he wants to, like, open up the reserves here, which isn't going to happen. Because gas is now, what, 280, 290? Yeah, it depends, 270. 270, 280, you know, you find it cheaper. I found a raceway with 263. Yeah, I know that uh, rocket fuel. Rocket fuel. I found a raceway on uh, State Route 84, 263. Mm -hmm. I stopped by there, filled up the other day. 30 million barrels of oil ain't as much as you think it is. It's going to drop the price down a little bit, okay? But then it's going to start to level off again. It'll get back up sure. there again. It's Right now it's at 50, 52 a barrel, I think was the last spot, spot month price. This Iran deal goes through. You want to see that go down about 35, 40? Yeah. By the way, if you're concerned about Russia, okay, Stop using oil because as the price drops, they can't afford jack squat. They're going to go down. They won't be able to influence anybody. That oligarchical plutocracy they've developed out there will go down literally in a shambles. They're already complaining that the price of oil is too low. And this yeah. is why the Europeans want to get out of Russia's, you know, off of Russia because Russia basically wants to kill them with stuff that they bought with money they got from them. Right. That's that's how it works now. And so they want to go to Iran, which is further away, and they figure easier to control to some degree. And I'll tell you, the other thing that most people don't want to pay attention to is the citizenry, the, the people, the Iranian people. Right. Here's a few interesting facts. Do you know that they they have the worst heroin problem from eight for 18 to 29-year-olds of anybody in the Middle East? They have, like, a massive heroin problem because they're right on the border with Afghanistan mm-hmm. where 90% of the world's poppy – is grown. I poppy. I poppy. <laughs> but that, you know, and of course that's on our watch. When we got there, it was 10%. But sure. we've been there for a while now. And we love drugs. We love the war on we drugs. We love the drug money. Yeah. We love the war on drugs and the money right. associated Everybody with that. Everybody gets paid. Everybody <laughs> gets paid, baby. <laughs> Chapo. Chapo loving that war on drugs. Chapo loves the war on drugs. He absolutely loves the war on drugs. It's a big thing. Sure. They said that he spends a billion dollars a year on bribes. I'll bet. Yeah. He lobbies too. He's in th- that's literally yeah. perfect. That is yep. perfect. That's all he's doing is lobbying sure. the same way these scumbags from K Street do. All right? Don't eat the rich. Eat the lobbyists. All right? I'll that's eat it. them both. The lobbyists is an appetizer. That, well, they are. They're tender. An aperitif. Yeah. And, yeah, they're tender. They're tasty. They're juicy. They're little yeah. morsels. They're younger. They haven't. They have not as weathered. They haven't gone to the bridge three, four times. I don't know. Some of the other rich people, man, that's some tough meat right there. I mean, yeah. you got a chain. Grizzly. 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 A lot of, a lot of fat. Slow cooker, I think, is that what you're Well, you yeah. can crock pot 
crock yeah. pot for seven, eight hours, you know, like they used to do in the old country. Sure. <laughs> so, but that is my thing, you know. I, um, this is the deal that's come out, you know, and they've been talking about it for ages. And most of us, including me, I'm not going to read the whole deal. This is, I'm not reading 100 pages of, of legal, interna- worse, international legal speak. It's bad enough when you have to read, like, contract stuff here, you know. God bless all the people that managed to pass contract law and civil procedure in their first year of law school. Well done, folks. But try doing it on an international level where you've got really, really divergent yeah. interests at play. And the interests here, you know, all the other countries think this is good. They're for it. The reason we're against it is because we have oil interests. Germany doesn't have oil interests. France, England, China, they don't have oil interests. And Russia's interested in selling arms. That's that's a main source of income for them. They've been selling to Syria for years. Mm -hmm. They sell all the bad, bad boys out there. And I saw... Today, somebody said, well, you know, we've heard this speech before from a, from a Democratic president. They talked about uh, Clinton in 94, I believe it was, trying to do a deal with, uh, with North Korea. How'd that work out? I don't know. Have they done anything since then? Seems to have worked out fine. They keep uh-huh. screaming. Yeah. Unless you're a Sony executive, it's worked out right, perfectly right. fine. They, uh, they shook their fist a little bit, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but have they done anything? Have no. they done jack squat in the last 20? It's been 20 years since that deal. 20 right. years. Since he sat down and, and, you know, tried to get North Korea. And they're cheating. Like yeah, remember Martin. when they nuked Japan? Oh, no, wait. Japan nuked itself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, that's one of those comparisons. It's, you know, look what happened then. Yeah, nothing. That's what we want to come out of this. Nothing. We don't want them to do anything. Are they going to cheat? Are they going to try and lie to us? Yeah. Welcome to international diplomacy, dickhead. It's, if you can't lie, cheat, and steal, you've got no business being a diplomat. Right. You have no business in that in the diplomatic corps. Lying has got to be a prerequisite, and being able to lie well. You almost, in order to be in a position that these people, you really have to be a well-rounded grifter. Yeah. You know, you've got to be able to tell A-more. your story from start to finish with every fact in there, every little details, the mark of a good con man details Mm. that's what you're going to hear from republicans except it's going to be bullshit details they're going to put it as broad out there this could lead to this this might lead to this in history such and such has happened therefore over here on another part of the world if we do this deal this don't don't listen to the could be's don't listen to the might be's don't listen to the gee what happened back then because what happened back then was absolutely squadoosh and that's what we want to happen here let them dump 30 million barrels of oil on and bring them into the world china okay as we gradually bring them into the fold is going you know in the course of history you know the amount of time between when china wanted to kill every single American, and now when yeah. they want to do business with every American is microscopic. Yeah. It's so teeny. There's almost no time in there. You can't not negotiate with the world anymore. You, you can't do it. You have to sit down at the table with your enemies. Right. It's what Reagan did for the SALT Treaty. It's what Clinton did with North Korea, and it's what Obama has done Okay, with Iran. The only president looking back that didn't even give it a shot was, of course, Bush, who thought, you know, why negotiate when I can just bomb them because they made fun of my daddy? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, war is good business for oh, them. Oh, it's excellent the, business. The warmongers, but it's bad business for everyone else. It's well, at the expense of everyone and every other business. Absolutely. And it used to be different. War used to be good for the citizenry. Yeah, up when the Romans did it. <laughs> up until about 19, up until the Second World War, mm-hmm. war was good for the economy. What was good? It's, you know, we got out of the Depression to a great degree because we cranked up the production machine in this country. We prank, you know, we know how to make yeah. shit really, really well when it comes to airplanes and cars. We just crank that stuff out. Now, the rest of the world has obviously bypassed us because we didn't want to improve on our infrastructure for some reason. Right. I wonder what that reason could be. Shut up, commie. Why do you hate America? That's <laughs> right. I hate American commies. But war used to be huge business. You think about... um the Civil War, okay? Mm-hmm. The Civil War went through 1865, and for years after that, places like New York in particular thrived. And then, of course, you know what the problem with the end of war is? Peace. Oh, yeah. That's why. And then we had a, uh, I believe the crash was in 1871, in, in uh, the stock market crash of 1871. Devastating to the businesses that had depended on war. 1919, armistice. What happened after that? The Roaring Twenties, baby. Then, you know, that was with a very conservative Supreme Court and Coolidge into Hoover. And we all know what happened then. Hooverville. Mm-hmm. Who likes to go to Hooverville in Central Park and eat the sheep? So war used to be big business, but you're right. Now war is great business for Northrop Grumman, mm-hmm. for Boeing, for, you know, all the for the guys who make M. One rifles you and know. the bullets and the ammunition in those states, but the expense people die <laughs> at oh, a yeah. cost, and and taxpayers foot the bill. It's basically it's it's like a, uh, a a social welfare thing. People don't want tax dollars going towards medicine. I don't want tax dollars going towards bombs because I don't profit from that. That's, from people blowing up. I couldn't and agree. Bombs with are you way more. more expensive. We spend way more on our military and, uh, and our wars than every and than bonus anybody. package to yeah. war. You know who else benefits from war? Check it out. Here's how it ties in, baby. The oil industry. Sure, because you got to move. The- they use more oil, oil than, than anything. Those, anybody. You know, what's Those a Humvee get per gallon? Yeah. <laughs> it's six miles right. to the gallon, I think. It's like a reverse right. thing. The oil industry makes out. Why do you think Republicans don't want to deal with Iran? Because it doesn't make them money. It doesn't right. make their benefit, the, the, the benefactors money. It doesn't make the lobbyists money. It doesn't make the people who pay for them to have a job, pay for them to have a job. Right. We don't pay for them. That's a team. That's, yeah, 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 please, I, I, you know these guys get to keep. They should, that. Give, the, they should give it back. You know, please the money we pay them. You damn right. They're not working for us. I'd love to see somebody go into Congress who was, who was you know, <laughs> who was rich and say, "I'm not taking a sound. I'm giving it all to charity. Yeah. I'm already rich. I'm here to actually do some good." If Donald Trump said, "You know what? I don't want to get paid. I just want to be a congressman and do some good," I'd be, I'd back him. I'd back him all the way. Just for the reality of it all, I don't even care what he does once he gets there because he's such a blithering dolt. He'll make it up in graft. He'll make it up in very. Don't think he'll he'll make it up. He'll make it up in going bankrupt and having a bunch of banks, you know, loaning money. He'll bankrupt bankrupt America. Hey, Germany, what do you got? That's that's exactly. And you know what Angela Merkel's going to tell him to do? (laughs) Blow me and my my woman balls over here. I'll build a hotel over there, something nice, not like those uh, really gray things you got. Not like those bed and breakfast they want to put in the site. That little. Hundred-story tower, you know. Yeah. So that's what I've got to say about the Iran nuke thing, and this is coming from a Jew who loves Israel, hates all of that stuff. Fundamentalist Muslims hate them. I hate fundamentalist anything, 
but Muslims in particular because they really hate me. I'm a New York Jew. They just hate my guts. Yeah. I haven't even met them and they hate my well, guts. Well, it ain't just them, so don't feel bad. I know. There's a lot <laughs> As a New York Jew, I'm sure. Okay, well, maybe it's just me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the group of dying here. We're at 422. We've got a little time left. I dug into the garage this week, yeah. You know what? I went back in there, dug up a few groovy-ass garage tunes, stuff I hadn't heard in ages. The one thing I like about this, the first song is by the Dantes. It's called Can't Get Enough of Your Love. The second song is by a band called the Brass Buttons. It's called Hell Will Take Care of Her. So how's that for a back-to-back? It's the garage on Groovaton on SoFloRadio.com.
there you go. Ray Sharp and the Soul Jet doing Earthquake. That is from an absolutely cool recording. It's called Hammond Groovy, and it's all it's from 1968. And it's all songs that feature bands that use the Hammond organ. And that was one of the tracks. And there's actually a whole bunch of groovy tracks on that. Before that, the Brass Buttons, Hell Will Take Care of Her. I have some friends out there, including, I would imagine, George. You think Hell Will Take Care of Her? No. <laughs> no, Hell Will Not. <laughs> Beelzebub's just not enough for the X, huh? No. <laughs> well, then I'm certain, I'm certain they can't get enough of your love by the Dantes isn't coming into play the next time you run into it. Anyway, that was my garage set right my there. My car. <laughs> <laughs> A little garage set there. I like to keep the garage flow going. Yo, we're going to get into our disco mood now. You know, I've got, I had wanted to talk about a bunch of stuff. Don't forget tonight, the All-Star Game is on the Major League All-Star Game. I watched the uh, the home run championship last night. God these guys are hitting the ball so freaking far. I mean, just as a matter of course, you know, 450-foot home runs now. are just barfing. They're just walloping them all over the place. But tonight's game ought to be fun. Let's go National League. I'm actually hoping since the uh, Kansas City Royals, you know, they, they had this big push where they, they tried to get every single one of their players into the, uh, the All-Star team. They got four of them starting now. Since it's in a National League park, that means that the American League will be up first. So I'm hoping in the bottom of the first when the National League comes up that, like, two of the Kansas City Royals commit horrible errors that end up giving up enough runs so that they lose the game. And then the Kansas City Royals end up in the World Series but end up losing it in the seventh game because they they made the errors during the All-Star game and couldn't get that seventh game at home. That would be justice for Kansas City and that really sweet barbecue sauce they have that I don't like too much out of them. Not a big molasses fan when it comes to that, but we've got the uh, <laughs> we've got the disco groove coming up. You know, as a shout out to my new my newfound love, my newfound love, Donnie Boy. I picked out a song, "The Mexican," of course, a little Jelly Bean Benitas. We're gonna get our uh, disco swirl on as we DJ mix it from Jelly Bean into Mano de Bango. Yo, Studio Fifty Four ain't got nothing on us. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
Get our Studio 54 swirl on there. Manu Dibongo, Sol Marcosa. Before that, Jelly Bean, the Mexican. That was a good DJ mix. George doing it up Studio 54 style. Hey, you know what? I've got a little time here, and it's absolutely time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. And I am talking about Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. Got in there yesterday. Had you know, I don't know jack shit about cars. I could hear the brake pads, the, the brake thing scraping on the caliper. Went in there, yeah, I know, it's bad, because I don't know what to freaking look for. Right. So, you know, and I had had somebody else tell me that they put in, you know, ceramic brake pads. You're not going to have to worry about them for years. That was like a year and a half ago. I go in there yesterday, last night, I go in. Dave's like, no problem, man. Show up, you know, we're open at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Come on in, we'll get it done early. I know you got your show, blah, blah, blah. Terrific. I get there at 8.16, sit down. He's got the Wi-Fi set up for me. But the best thing is that when I pull in, he's doing work on a 64 convertible vet. I swear to God, the sound he's working on the timing of it. He had like this little timing team to get the pistons off so it sounded great. Just when you, the sound of this car warms the cockles of my heart, I swear to God. But the best sound, the sound that was even better than that was at 9.19, one hour and three minutes after I walked in the door, after Dave test drove the car, came back and said, 100%. That's the sound I need to hear from Dave and the entire ASC certified crew. There, he's got some kid working for him. Great kid, really knows what he's doing. So this is nice to see him building up and everything. Nine five four two four seven nine three six two. If you go to the SoFlow.com website, click on Tony C's Groovathon, you will see a link at the top of whatever today's lineup is. You'll see a little sentence there, and in there is a link to Precision Auto Works. Absolutely, the place you want to go. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. And I am so grateful to Dave and the entire crew over there for really taking care of me. Mention the Groove Don. He'll take care of you. He's got a little bit of a discount out there. So, you know, if you've got an engine and you need it repaired, if you've got anything, air conditioning, tune-ups, if it's got to do with a car, bring it to Dave. Okay? The guy can do anything. 
Oh, there's Chevelle in there. Every time I walk in, I sport wood. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. I have got Hocus Pocus by Focus. This is a live version of it. And the intro in this is by Gladys Knight. Because this is live from her variety show. And they came on. This is the fastest version of this song that I personally know of. And I'm a huge Focus fan. Jan Ackerman on guitar. I've actually played him uh, many weeks ago. I did some of his stuff from the North Sea Jazz Festival that he's been playing at. But this is with uh, Thys Van Leer and Pierre Van Der Linden on drums. This is Focus for the Drive Groove of the Day on SoFloRadio.com. Musically, they're one of the most together and exciting groups going. Welcome, Focus.
Thin Lizzie right there. Gary Moore, Phil Linnett doing it up for us. The drive through the day before that. Staple Singers kicking it off. The best live version of Hocus Pocus by Focus I've heard with Gladys Knight doing the intro there. You don't get that every day. You know what? We've got lots and lots of overflow groove. But we're coming to the end of the show now. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come back next week. And I'm going to try and do the exact same thing again. Except different and better. Here's the key. Next week's show is going to, we're going to, that's when we're going to start doing it on Mondays from two to four. Obviously, we'll be putting that up uh, on the SoFlow site, and I'll be alerting all of my palsies um, about that uh, on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. But for the moment, we've got a little overflow groove, and I, I can't, I can't help myself with this. You know, sometimes you go floating around, you find fabulous live versions of songs, and I found one by Bebop Deluxe. This guy, great guitar player in his band, absolutely phenomenal. This is a live version from the 1978 tour that they did in support of Live in the Air Age. And they did a date in Rhode Island in 1978 and did the song Shine. And Shine was uh, from the album before, and I can't remember the title of the album. I actually have it in here somewhere. I'd written down. But um, this song is, you know, I've got about three... Four different versions of this song. Three of them are live, and this, then there's the studio version, which isn't really as good. And this is the, the, the live version most people know is the one from the album Live in the Air Age. This one is funkier for me. This one's got a groovier thing going on. It's a funkier thing. I like this is how I like to, you know, get, get everybody out of here and on the road going home after work. As always, I've got a massive attitude of gratitude from both myself and George. We got a big mucho mahalo. So as always, it's aloha. Peace. Good night, Mom.